0: I really wanted Eddie Jackson. I really thought <laughs> we were going to take Eddie Jackson, and we didn't take Eddie Jackson, and Chicago <laughs> took him 12 picks later. In this past season, he was an all pro, and he was maybe the best safety in football. And before he broke his leg at Alabama, he was the leader, he was the guy, he was the best player on one of the best college defenses of all time. He was an elite center fielder. Next to Bart, I thought that makes perfect sense. It's going to be an elite safety duo. There's actually a media personality that asked this little group of Titans fans. Because we were by the stage who we we thought we were going to take. And I said Eddie Jackson. I was so confident. And then we picked Johnny Smith, and I had to Google his draft profile to see where he was from.
1: We're going to roll out of bed, walk down from the gulch, and then Mm. we're just going to camp out for uh, three days, and I'm pumped. You Uh, can
2: walk. I'm running.
1: Landon, how long do we have until the NFL draft?
0: Two weeks and a day, so 15 days.
1: I'm excited every year for the NFL draft. This year, I've never been more excited about one thing in my entire <laughs> life. Not a birthday, not a wedding, nothing. Big fella.
2: I cannot wait. I am, you know, I want to use all my vacation time at work just so I can not go to work and make it come faster. But unfortunately, that's not how life works. So I'm just sitting here freaking out.
1: So big, big fellow. When we go to the games, uh, when we go to home games, we have to get there early so you can <laughs> walk around the concourse and calm down. Literally, for folks, <sighs> we have to get there. So he, if not, if we just walk straight to the seats, uh, he, he he's too antsy. So what is that <laughs> Thursday morning going to be like for you when we are hosting the NFL draft? What, what, what are we going to have to do? Run a marathon? I I don't know. I hope you don't plan on sleeping in
2: because you know I'll probably be up at like four thirty. Just sitting there. And if we're not already in line, I'll be in line. You know, just waiting.
1: He's going to be tapping me on the, on the shoulder in my sleep like, uh, hey, you ready? Let's go.
2: Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we here? Let's go. Go, 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 go.
1: Landon, uh, what about you? I know sometimes it's it's hard to tell if, if you have a pulse, but from 1 to 10, <laughs> what's your excitement level? I know your favorite thing in the world is also the NFL draft. Uh, what, what, what are you feeling?
0: At least a 12 because when we went to Philly, that was super exciting to go see it in person. Except now we don't have to take days off to travel and plan all that stuff. We just have to drive down to Nashville. So it's the super easy, super bed. fast, super fun. It's going to be great.
1: Guys, we, we in Philadelphia. Today's podcast we're going to talk about. We're going to revisit the 2017 draft. And, and we're each going to get a pick of each of the Titans' nine draft picks. And the rules are, guys, and the reason we're doing this for you guys uh, at home is to really kind of grade our front office and and how they did with each of these picks. I think it's really easy, guys, for people to be like, "Oh, this guy sucked," or "Oh, they nailed it," or "Well, who who are they picking against? Like, uh, who who else was available?" So uh, it, it's a good it's a good way to evaluate our front office to see like, "Well, yeah, we picked this guy or that guy, but was there somebody right there or maybe in that same position they were looking in or at a position of need that they just totally there's no reason why they shouldn't look at." I know in later rounds. These guys are all sort of uh, kind of a Hail Mary anyways, but early rounds, I think it's uh, really good to revisit and then kind of see, just look overall at this draft class and kind of see the talent that came out. So the rules are, we're just going to pick from where we ended up picking, uh, so not the spots we originally had. To make it easy, we'll do that. And then the first round are both of our picks at 5 and 18, uh, you can't pick a guy that went more than 15 picks after. Otherwise, it just kind of gets ridiculous. And then, from rounds two, three, four, and five, uh, any pick that was made within 30 picks uh, of that pick. And then after that, it's it's such a crapshoot that we'll just say anybody left or any undrafted free agents. You guys got it? Yep. Let's start with five. And uh, usually in drafts, it's like there's a guy, you know, pick from five to to 25 that's kind of, oh, yeah, this guy was awesome or whatever. This draft is unique to me because although Christian McCaffrey at eight, obviously Patrick Mahomes at 10, these guys are, um, I would call them superstars. Uh, they've they been excellent players right out of the gate. But those guys wouldn't be really picked by us because we, we had a quarterback. We we already had a running back. And, yeah, we, we would maybe look at Mahomes and knowing what we know now. But I don't think that's how this works for me. Going back, I, I, I would think Corey Davis, maybe Jamal Adams, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Derek Barnett, Garrett Bowles, Marlon Humphrey. These guys have all been good, not great. So there's no one guy. Saying, except, honestly, Marlon Humphrey might might be the best pound-for-pound player of that group. But for me, I'm going to sound like a homer here, guys. But I, I, I'm I tempted to stay with, uh, with Corey Davis. I know the guy's not been a superstar. The guy has improved. And he offers something to our offense. And uh, without him just imagine we, we would have no weapons the last two years. What do, what do you guys think about number five?
0: So I was looking at it and obviously I'm a, I am ai was a huge Davis fan. I got on the, his hype train really early that college year and I feel really dirty for saying this but in hindsight I think Marshawn Lattimore was probably the best pick because at the time we just had Jason McCourty yeah. and had signed Logan Ryan so our cornerbacks weren't that good which is why we picked Jackson. Yeah, I think Lattimore just has the has shown the potential to be a uh, all pro level cornerback.
1: That's fair. And big fella, I know you're smiling ear to because ear, that's the guy you wanted at five.
2: <laughs> it, it really is the guy I wanted, you know, obviously it's tough because without Corey Davis, we don't beat Philadelphia last year. We don't beat new England last year. So those were two, <laughs> as we've talked about in previous podcasts, those were two of the best days of my life, entire life. <laughs> so it's hard to, it, it's, it's hard to really kind of question it. I mean, but with that being said, there are a few Pro Bowlers that you know have gone within the next fifteen picks. So guys, I'd be curious about. Like, I don't think we really would have drafted McCaffrey. I don't think we would have drafted Jamal Adams. But I really think, like I, I was beating the drum for Marshawn Lattimore, another guy that I'd be curious about. A you know, kind of a Homer here uh, would Derek Barnett. You know. Yeah.
1: I don't was know hurt if last he, year, but he, he's he, a good player, and and he was a co- contributor on that Super Bowl run they had last year. So he's a guy that yeah. I considered a lot, and it's a position of need for us.
2: Definitely, and you know, who, you know who's to say? Like, I mean, if we take Derek Barnett in seventeen, you know, who who knows who we would have been looking at later in eight in eighteen, or you know, even later on in the seventeen draft. I mean, we could have found that elite receiver later on, maybe, or I'm not sure, but. Well, I don't know if um, he would have been found an, an
1: elite receiver, but there were, and we'll talk about it later. There were some good receivers uh, taken later in this draft. So, who who do you end up with at five? I'm going to make the tough call for Corey Davis. Landon says Marshawn Lattimore. If you're uh, if you got to pick one guy, who who do you pick at five?
2: I'm on Lattimore.
1: So the thing about that at 18, though, uh, and I know we've had this discussion uh, before, big fellow. I don't think we would have taken Lattimore and Adoree Jackson. That kind of uh, may, makes me glad we didn't because I really like Adoree Jackson. Uh, I thought he would be a nickel cornerback and a very explosive uh, special teams player. He's He's been better than a nickel pretty much from the beginning, which is tough for a guy that size at that position. Uh, he hasn't been the special teams player we thought that he would be, but I'm glad we picked him. I would pick him again at 18. Uh, really, T.J. Watt, who was picked 30th, has been a, a good, really solid player especially in that first year. And O.J. Howard, after a rough first year, played really well overall for Tampa Bay. Other than that, from picks 18 to 32, from 18 to 33, I didn't see a guy that really was just an obvious pick for me. So I think I, think I would stick with Adoree Jackson as well. What What about y'all?
2: I loved Adoree Jackson. You know, I was – Nathan, you I don't remember if it's you or Landon. One of you has a video of me making... That's me. I've got
0: I've got you squealing. <laughs> you, by, made an ethereal, you made an
1: ethereal, almost non-human noise of excitement when we were in Philadelphia and we picked him. No one was saying anything because no one cared about USC or the Titans when they picked him. And the uh, uh, Eagles had already picked, of course. And you just made this beautiful yelp and it was just pure joy.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard for me to ever think of something different for him I think he played incredible well I I won't say incredible he played really really well for as a rookie um, and then he played pretty well last year in coverage so I really like the pick I think I'd be inclined to stay there but I I, you know I I would not have any concerns about drafting two corners within the first 18 picks I mean that would solidify our position right Um, maybe we don't overspend on Malcolm Butler or maybe we do and maybe we just you know Well, we probably wouldn't have
1: but but we would have still probably went with Logan Ryan, but mm-hmm. so it would be those three guys and that would be something. What do you think, Landed? Who I,
0: I would say, like you said, Adore Jackson, O. J. Howard and Watt are the only guys I would consider. And even though I would have said Lattimore, I would still take Jackson just because he's been so good for us. And then in theory you also have Lattimore which means we don't spend on Malcolm Butler, which means we can move money to other positions of need. And we've got two really young, really good corners for the future.
2: Let me ask you guys this. So Landon and I are both on the same bandwagon of double corners. And, you know, I mean, Nathan, you're still good with the Dory Jackson there. Mm -hmm. Do either of you
1: consider Tredavious White at that that spot?
0: I I suggested that when we were talking earlier.
1: I think he dropped off this last year. I don't think he's anywhere near the player. He is a good player. He's not the player that Adoree Jackson is. He's not as explosive. He had a really good first year in Buffalo when they had that surprising early run. But for me, I no, not 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 at eighteen, not not even mm-hmm. close. What, what I about you?
2: I, I don't think so. I mean, he's tempting because he's within our parameters of picks, and like you mentioned, TJ Watt too. It, it's tempting, but I think I still pick Adoree Jackson.
1: As bad as our offensive line was last year on the interior, um, it's, it, part of me, and Lane and I discuss this, how you want to just say, oh, Garrett, Garrett Bowles or something like that. But that's not really fair because we just really were not in the market for a tackle at all. But in a perfect world, if this was like back to the future and we <laughs> we knew the Cubs were going to win the World Series, maybe <laughs> we go back and we say, hey, we have got to pick Pat Mahomes and we have got to pick Ramchek who went – Uh, 30th, uh, or 32nd, uh, or maybe Garrett Bowles at 20, because those guys have been good tackles right out of the gate. So maybe that's too much of a revisionist history, but I I feel remiss if I didn't mention those guys because they they have been good in their first two years.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Guys, we didn't have a second-round pick, and it was a really good second round. It was a shame. But we picked again at 72, traded up uh, within that round, and we picked Taewon Taylor. Pro Football Focus says it was about the 50th best wide receiver um, in the NFL, so kind of borderline type there. He He's okay. He's got some work to do. He has some potential. But for me, guys, what really hurts is there were some guys on the board. Kenny Galladay was picked 96th, so he was picked within that round. Chris Godwin, who Landon was on board with, and I think, Landon, uh, big fellow, you were too. Yeah. These guys are – Above average NFL starting receivers, right now, we could have had those guys. They had to have been on our board. We had to have had evaluations on them. Why do you think we went for a smaller guy from a smaller school? Was it just his speed or his, or his potential? Godwin played for Penn State. We watched these guys on 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 national television a lot. I wonder, I wonder what made J. Rob and his staff sort of look the other way.
0: I think Ta- I think Taylor he produced a lot of his last year. He's obviously shown elite speed, and he was also a local guy since WKU is pretty close to Nashville. So I think all that just kind of separated him a bit from the other guys that were in contention there.
2: Yeah, well, I think, you know, obviously with taking Davis in the first round at five, and we didn't really have a much in line of receiver.
0: We didn't we have much talking, speed.
2: Yeah, we were talking Richard Matthews, and we were talking uh, Tajay Sharp. Um, you know, I remember even before the, I don't remember if it was before the draft or right after I went and I was looking at NFL.com and they had him. So I think they went with just his, you know, his, his speed. Cause the, the dude was absolutely a freak athlete. I mean, he was so fast 2016 season as one of the elite college athletes in major college football because of his speed. Yeah.
1: Anyway, And I think.
2: I think, you know, they just got enamored with it. And, you know, he hasn't played bad. I think we used him wrong. We put him in a couple of spots where we needed a big, tall receiver. And I just don't know if Marcus made the wrong throw or, you know, he made the ro- he ran the wrong routes. But I just think because of our lack of depth at receiver, we used him incorrectly. So I'll be curious to see if that changes now that we have Humphreys. But, yeah, I, I, I think it – was an okay pick. There are some guys on the list that might be worthwhile. Well, um, if you were repicking
1: mm-hmm. 72, big fella, who, who who do you pick?
2: It's tough. I mean, you know, Chris Wormley, Wormley is there. He dropped a bit because I think he had some off-the-field stuff. Um, then there's also Kareem Hunt on that list.
1: We would have dumped him anyway, and that, that would have been tough. It, it's good to see have. I think we probably would have dumped him after that happened.
2: We would have, anyway. and, you know, maybe if he were in the right, right environment – who knows? I well, mean, it was in he, the off
1: season, and that happened in his hometown. So one one would think that, yeah, maybe he maybe he was around uh, some guys. But I don't think the guys in Kansas City are bad guys or anything. I uh, that that's really interesting, and you make some good points there. But for for me, I sort of kind of excluded him because it's such a such a strange issue.
2: Yeah, I mean it it, it is a strange issue, and it is it's weird. But I mean, you know, there's still a couple guys out there. I think. Like you mentioned, Kenny, Doll- Kenny Galladay would be interesting. Cam Sutton would be interesting.
1: Okay, if you got one guy, big fella.
2: Well, you're right. I, and I don't want to take a third cornerback already. So if i got one guy.
1: <laughs> We've got an entire team of cornerbacks. <laughs> yeah, entire right. Top hey, top of
2: you know, th- it doesn't sound too bad right now. I think if I were going to take redraft, I would probably take Tim Williams out of Alabama.
1: It's so interesting you say that. Because when we when we were so pumped, we were looking up and down, all the draft prospects, we knew these guys better than Mel Kuyper. And I love Tim Williams. He had some issues at Alabama. He he was definitely high risk. I knew a team uh, like the Ravens were going to take him, and he's been good if not great. He and especially for where they picked him, and we could have really used him last year off the edge. But but tell me what what you like about Tim Tim Williams.
2: I just think he's a tough guy. He's a tough player. I mean, you know, like you said, we we were talking about him at the draft. I remember I think it was almost unanimous. We're like, oh, yep, he's a, he's a Raven. Like you know yeah. he's just that mold of middle linebacker and you know he's got that pedigree where he's just going to he's going to be a sound football player. He might not ever be a hall of famer. He might he might make a few pro bowls, but he's just going to be that solid contributor on your team and, and you know that's what he's been. And you get him in the third round
1: of this exactly yep. what what they did. So I was hoping that would be us. You're taking Tim Williams. That guy has a really high honorable mention for me. I'm going to go Galladay because even though he plays in a dome, plays with the – and they sort of aired out. I really liked Galladay last year. Really impressed with him. And I would have loved – just imagine Galladay playing for us last year. We could have done that. That could have been us uh, because obviously we picked a receiver. And, yes, uh, Taylor might be a little miscast or whatever, but I do think uh, either Chris Godwin or Kenny Galladay would have been an upgrade, just to be honest. So, that's mine, Galladay. With with all respect to to Tim Williams and Godwin, Landon. What about you? If you got one guy at seventy two, I already know where Landon's going with this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I would I would take Godwin because oh. I watched his Rose Bowl you, versus you USC. You tried to take
1: him anyways. You you tried to beg for him from the from the uh, from the audience.
0: Yeah, so I, I watched his Rose Bowl versus USC, and he just won me over because he just looked like a guy that if you got him in the third round, he had so much potential. I thought he was like the fifth best receiver behind the three first-round guys and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I had actually forgotten he was still on the board because we were actually in the stage or the auditorium where the draft was in Philly. And all the picks had just bled together, so I forgot he was still on the board. So I was looking at Taylor's profile and I was getting hyped about it. Like, oh, small guy, but he's really fast. And then Tampa Bay, it, and then Goodell said, the Bucks pick Chris Godwin. All my hopes just shattered because I forgot he was there. I was <laughs> that's like, what happens Wait. when you
1: just have two days of just draft picks. I mean, you wouldn't think that would happen, but it's it's e- easy yeah. to overwhelm there. So
0: yeah. in five seconds it went from that's a good pick to oh no
1: crap we missed him exactly and I, uh, I would have had you pegged for Shaq Griffin. Shaq Griffin that it's his brother that went um, actually in this draft and he is a really good corner, really oh, good player. Right. Um, it's Disregard. Uh, what's his name? Land, Shaquille. Which Sha- one, Sha- the one-armed guy? Yeah, no, Shaquille Griffin no, went last year. No, the one-armed guy year. went last year, but his yeah. uh, twin brother went. Yeah, Shaquille draft, was his brother. Shaquille, and he's in it. He's a really, uh, he's a really good, solid corner. He's a but good he's another corner.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, right. yeah. So
2: I don't think as we're, as we're going through this, I'm looking at a lot of corners. I'm like, wow, this was. You know, a pretty deep draft for corners all across the board.
1: Oh, absolutely. There was a bunch of guys that were uh, that were good in the beginning and and later on. So and you, I think we thought there were a lot of good players, but I think it was deeper than we even thought. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't know how some some of these guys are going to step up and play. Guys, at pick one hundred, obviously this we're we're picking at one hundred, and this is funny. We were talking about this earlier when we were there. We each had a guy. That we wanted, we knew for sure we wanted. We had recovered from forgetting about Chris Godwin uh, still being available and all this or that. Let's talk about the guy that we absolutely wanted at 100, and then we'll talk about the guy we would pick today. Big fella, you start. What you were banging the drum for, and tell me if that's a guy you would still pick.
2: You know, this kind of it, it kind of hurts, and you know, because I was banging the drum so hard for Desmond King, and I just wanted us to take him. He had very solid tape. He was a great player in college. And, you know, we didn't do it. And, you know, he went quite a while later. He went in the fifth round. He had pick 151. And sure enough, he goes on to be an All-Pro and a Pro Bowler. And we watch him when we go over to London. He's, he plays fantastic. And he just really, again, though, it's another cornerback. But I, I just really wanted us to do it. I, I, was, I hoped we would, but we didn't.
1: Desmond King is one of those guys that looks great in a uniform. He looks like uh, an NFL player, and boy, he was awesome. And it just kind of rubbed it in for all of us, especially you, when when we watched him play so well against us for the Chargers. We could have had this guy, not even in this round. Two picks later, this mm-hmm. guy was incredible. I think he's got a, a good, really long career. He was big. He was fast. I don't think he ran an amazing time at the come maybe that hurt him. I don't know what, but he I played think it was Iowa. yeah right, it must have he been ran his like time, four- but he doesn't play he doesn't play slow for sure, so yeah,
2: I think he actually ran like a, a high four or five or something along those lines, so it really wasn't a good forty time for him
1: that that was killer and he's a really good player for them and I know that stuff because you you really you really found him in scouting. Two years ago, you were all over him, and we just missed him uh, as a team. And you know what? If there is anybody that can understand what you are feeling, there was a guy who may be even better than Desmond King. And Landon talked about this guy for the two months leading up to the draft that we might take him in the second round if we were lucky. And this guy didn't go until pick one twelve. Landon, who, who who was your guy?
0: Smith pick, I think John and I were at the right next to the stage and one of the media people. I think it was a woman asked who they're going to take. I remember just screaming, Eddie Jackson, then they picked Johnny. <laughs> I was really confused. <laughs> that is funny because they brought they – were, we were
1: sitting in the, in the audience and they were like, hey, uh, we want to get some Titans fans because uh, drill Casey's come out and make the picks. So they let us go down to the front and do like a little fake like mob and it was real cheesy. But, of course, we were all over it. And uh, so we were doing that thing and that's, they did ask us, who are they going to take? And, of course, you had, you had a name. I don't know if the thing sex have a name. And then it was all like – I vaguely remember Jonu Smith. The guy from was it Florida International? Where yeah. He come? And he well he, he he's a Philly guy, but you know he played down there in in, in one of the Florida like directional type schools. And you know Johnny Smith's not been bad, and there's some potential there. But Eddie Jackson, Desmond King, and my guy also had some some injury issues, and he's not on the part of your guys, but he has played well. Cincinnati Bengals picked at one sixteen Carl Lawson. I think Carl Lawson would be. Great rotational depth as an edge rusher for us, and I really wanted us to pick Carl Lawson. He played extremely well at Auburn, and I thought that he could get into an NFL program, get over some injuries. He just had the body, he had the length, the athleticism, the bend, and we've seen him be an an above-average rotational pass rusher already. So Carl Lawson hurts too, but nothing like Eddie Jackson and Desmond King. Now I'm a
0: little sad.
1: Let's talk about (laughs) a guy who – I think we all are going to pick again. They nailed this pick at, at 155. was our fifth-round pick, right? And yep. um, This guy needs a little introduction. Uh, he's he's rated by Pro Football Focus last year. This is a little much, but he was rated as the eighth-best linebacker by Pro Football Focus in 81.6 rating for 2018. Jayden Brown. Um, I liked this guy's tape. I liked how he looked. I had to sort of look him up. But uh, this guy has a really bright future with us. I think he's the next Wesley Woodard. What do you guys think? And is there anybody you guys would even consider uh, w- within 30 picks of him?
0: Um, actually, I really think we should have taken Nathan, Nathan Peterman from Pittsburgh as a backup <laughs> yeah. to Marcus Mariota. You, I know jokes. where
2: this is going.
0: But, no, in all serious it, seriousness, i would take John Brown every day at that spot. Next question.
2: Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Um, I remember, you know, because I had heard about Jayon Brown before at at UCLA and I watched some of his tape and I didn't really know where to put him. Um, But then we took him. I was like, all right, Um, you know, because he to me, he was a developmental player and that's exactly what he's become. You know, his rookie year, he he got into some games. He played really well. And last year he just took, you know, that next step that you want all of your draft picks to take. And he. Produced and produced and produced, and he progressed into a great player. And I, I really think, you know, I, I think he was up there with the top linebackers in the NFL last year. I, like you said, I mean, you know, I don't think that ranking is, is is incorrect. I think he did really well. You know, he made some picks, he made some sacks. He, oh,
1: yeah.
2: he's a great player, and I think they nailed it.
1: Well, I think for a team to have su- sustained success, I know we've had three winning seasons. I know it's hard to have context of that. We only have one playoff showing um, season four. But for us to have s- sustained success, our front office is going to have to find guys in the fifth round. They all have to. That's your teams that have been good for a long period of time, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. They find these guys, and we found one here, and I, and and he's a good player. This is where linebackers – off-ball linebacker should come from, and they did an excellent job with Jan Brown. Looking forward to see what it, what his ceiling is. In the sixth round, 217, we picked a guy that's still on our team and that our our front office thinks still still will c- contribute depth on the offensive line, Corey Levin from University of Tennessee Chattanooga. Uh, he did – when you get to the sixth round, it's hard. There's hit or miss guys. There's sixth and seventh round, there's not a lot of guys that are still with the team that drafted them or have gotten snaps and plays, and there's some really good players. For me – I don't know, there there are other guys technically to would be better, but overall, a pretty solid pick. Do you, do you guys think Levin is part of our line depth future?
0: I mean, I'd st- I'd still take him there because I believe he filled it in the Jets game and we had to adjust our offensive line to halftime. And he's obviously interior offensive line depth for the future. And at pick 217... That's really good value at that point,
1: right? It's hard to criticize the front office and be like, "Oh, they didn't pick this guy" because these guys are all scratch-off tickets at this point. So a guy that's still on your team, I think, is a success. I know a- Andrew Wiley was uh, an undrafted free agent. He's a guard as well, and he's he's a starter in the NFL. But that's kind of that that's kind of tough to do. There there were better guys, but overall, uh, a solid use of a six-round pick there. Um, yeah. Did, did you I'd guys agree. have anybody? Did you guys have anybody in the six that that you would have picked over eleven? A big fellow.
2: Uh, You know, from Levin on, uh, I'm looking at the list right now, and I just, uh, I mean, you know, at the risk of sounding like a corner snob, the only other people I saw in here were people I've heard of that were corners. So, like, I heard of Jalen Merrick from Minnesota. Um, I heard of Adrian Colbert from Miami. Like Landon said, you know, Corey Levin, he he stepped in. He played for us, and he, you know, he played pretty well for, I'm not going to say he was a, He's going to be our next starter, but you know he's showed the capability to play.
1: Yeah, he was basically a red shirt in 2017, and he did he did give some some snaps to us last year. So you you can't really fault a guy when you pick when you uh, there are 216 other guys go, and he comes in and he's he's obviously an NFL type player, and that that's good for the sixth round. For the it our is- next three picks, we wind up picking uh, Josh Caraway, 227, who's out of the NFL. Khalid Muhammad uh, we picked at 241 who is on I think the practice squad for the Broncos now hey you skipped one buddy and uh, 236 Brad (laughs) Seaton, my personal favorite (laughs) player from this draft he actually this summer is on a futures contract with the Browns so we hope the best for them but so for those three guys let's just take a look at some guys that we could have picked that most were undrafted free agents Uh, there's some really interesting names here anybody jump out to you guys that that would have made uh great titans
2: I mean, there are a couple there. I mean, Taysom Hill is there, uh, quarterback out of BYU. uh, Ricky Steele Jones is there. Right. Um, Corey Clement
0: is a guy I liked out of coming out, but he went undrafted.
1: Well, guys, we picked a running back. We picked uh, Muhammad, who I thought was obviously going to be too slow and too small for the NFL. He had some good productive years at Cal. Um, But eight picks later, Chris Carson, a really good player that just didn't play a ton – um for uh, oklahoma state and uh matt brada it would have been nice to have that either one of those guys as your third running back right so so no question it's easy for us to say that in hindsight uh keelan cole was undrafted from a tiny school he's been a a pretty good solid receiver we could have definitely used him nick mullins would be a great third quarterback he was undrafted Uh, hey you're forgetting your
2: boy austin eckler i was about to say (laughs) austin eckler
1: uh Who's uh, helped fantasy teams every year? Last year, <laughs> this guy came from nowhere, a tiny school. But you think about the offense we tried to run last year, he would have been super effective. Jason Kroon played at Tennessee and is uh, he is an, um, on the roster for the Bills. He would have been a good tight end at that level. So there are some guys out there. But you know what? It's like we said, they're they're scratch off tickets. We did. Uh, we can't say, oh, we should have done this. But hey, we had we got Jay and Brown out of this, and and some other guys, and and some guys that are still playing. Uh, 11 for us so overall anybody stand out to you that you just absolutely wish if we could go back in a time machine and 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 pick this guy up sixth, seventh round or or undrafted
2: i think you make a good point with chris carson i think he's a decent option i think ricky seal jones is also an option because you know based on whether or not we would have done johnny smith he could have provided some rotation at tight end i don't know if he'd be as good as johnny smith maybe he'd be better you never know I think it'd be interesting, but um outside of that, like you said, it's it's scratch offs. Um I mean, we had four four picks within 25 selections. So they are literally that is literally to me the definition of a scratch off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we took a lot of them and some of them we hit. Uh this was a solid. How would you grade this A, B, C or D or F? How how would you overall grade this 2017 draft by the Titans at this point?
0: I'd give it a B, probably, just because so many of our top picks haven't been as good as we thought. Like I think an A would be Davis is really good, and Taylor, Johnny Smith are also good, where so many of our picks were, are already really good. But it's certainly not a bad draft by any means, so yeah, don't, don't think I'm be, saying that.
1: Because there's nobody we whiffed on at five. Uh, big fella, I think I think it's a B as well, uh, with the potential maybe to be a B plus. We'll see how. Yeah. Obviously, uh, these first round guys went, but a B is a good thing. This is a tough thing to do to find these guys and draft these guys. Jalen Brown, I think, and uh, most of these guys are still on the roster. So I, there's no Kevin Dodd in this draft, big fella. I, I think it's a B. Ugh.
0: Yeah, there's what no clear th- bus. Out of I this? would
1: give it. I, I really
2: would give it a B plus because I mean, yeah. if you look at our picks. We've got essentially, you know, including Taiwan Taylor in there, you've really got five starters, and then you throw Corey Levin in there, and, you know, you got five starters and a rotational player. But, that's you know, great by of, any measure. That's right. terrific a lot draft when you don't think of get it that, that way. Oh, we didn't get that, that
1: for years. We went right. seven years without getting that. We yeah, got a so, few good players in there, but we did not. So that's an excellent point. So maybe they deserve some credit. It, it's it, we, we probably should grade on, on, on a curve there.
2: Yeah, I think some picks that really bombed out, unfortunately, I hate to say it, Brad Seaton, which, Nathan, did you ever share with uh, our listeners why Brad Seaton is one of your favorite picks?
1: Yeah, so we're sitting in the audience, (laughs) late in the draft, about probably the sixth round. We're there, and loving it, soaking it all in. We're inside the amphitheater, and a production assistant comes over to then 14-year-old, but still already looking like an adult, like over six foot tall, Landon, and says, hey, we want kids to make the picks if possible for the sixth and seventh round buddy would you want to make um um the final pick for the titans and he immediately looks i don't like crowds Uh, uh, and he freaks out
0: immediate hard no no no, no. (laughs) the
1: hardest of no's oh it was awesome i'm sitting there
2: with my jaw open like uh.
1: yeah so she's just this young production assistant she just we had no idea what she was going to ask and then just I don't know. She kind of does it. She's like hesitating. She goes, "Well, would either one of you?" Because there were Titans fans there, but nobody—not really at that point, that late in the draft—that were inside the the amphitheater they'd built. And she's like, "Well, would he, any of y'all want?" And I originally like, "I'll do it." So I'm just wearing and a tight shirt. So I put button. on. I did. I put on. I put on Landon's Marcus to jersey. I was like, I'll, "I'll put on his jersey. I'll do it." And then, as we were walking over there, I make Landon go with me, and then, of course, he's terrified I'm going to make him get on stage. And I talked to that production assistant, and I begged her, let me get my buddy. He doesn't want to go. And they acted like they, they weren't going to let me do it because I was giving them a problem trying to get Big Fella to go back there, too. <laughs> no. So I go back there, sit there for like an hour. Uh, back there, there were like the, the former NFL players and things. They were, they were back there lo- looking at their notes. There was this great full bar and all this food, but I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't do that before – uh, having to, to pronounce somebody's name Sit back there It was awesome just to see the show be produced In the green room And people were coming There were all these young pr- production assistants Just wearing around doing all this stuff Because the thing is just They don't know who's going to be picked They have to figure out these guys' names All the stuff And it came together About five minutes before I went on The, the uh, Vikings made a pick And the guy that went out there He came back in Of course Philly was booing everybody they were, Their fans were awful and they were still loud and still proud and still terrible. They, like ten minutes before I walked back there, there was this cute little two-year-old Giants fan with her dad, and they brought her up. They were gonna talk to her and like interview her, and uh, she was wearing an Eli Manning jersey. They booed so loud they couldn't hear what they were saying, so they just what They literally booed them off the stage. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah. were in rare form. So the the Vikings guy comes back and he was like, "I got this guy's name," and he was like, "His name was like Eddie or." Infinity, well. <laughs> um, 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 and then I, I stuttered i couldn't get at it and he's like they got to me man they just got to me i i just screwed up and i I just lost it and then i was like oh <laughs> i'm gonna make a fool of myself here so i get out i you go got to an line. easy name though it was brad seaton so i start practicing it with the production assistant i say hey can i read this to you the guy it was like right in the hallway before you walk out and he's like and I was like, in the 2000s, and, and he goes, "You said 2007, not 17." And I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna <laughs> screw up." So I go out there, and as soon as I, I, I just have never been booed, and it was so loud, and it's like, "Boo!" And it was just like, it just made me laugh. So if you, if you go back and see it on YouTube, I'm I'm being kind of a, a, a smart aleck about it, but it made it so fun. And I, oh. I know I said it in a weird way because I had to hear myself think, and I, I was kind of being antagonistic towards those fans because they were booing. You can't tell it on the production podcast. So I guess they kind of mute them out or whatever, but they were booing yeah. their heads off. And, I, I mean, well, who, who boos the Titans? That bad.
2: It wasn't that bad because it was a Titans pick, but it was a Villanova yeah. kid, so in Philly. So, so at they, the end, they got quiet.
1: Yeah. But I, that's the last thing I said was besides Titan up was Villanova, so they didn't know who he was until I said that. But it was so fun, so interesting. It was a really a crazy experience. But I, I, I didn't make a big deal out of it, but I did send it out on social media. And everyone thought it was like an NFL experience thing where you can fake giving a pick. <laughs> and, of course, it's saying a Nathan Speece fan. It just looks so fake and everything. But there are a few people like my uncle and a few people from my hometown that just happened to be nerds like us, and they were watching it, and it was such a double-take experience. Like, wait. <laughs> and it was just awesome. It was a brilliant Kind of into like the maybe the best weekend of my life. It was and so the fun.
0: guys on the draft broadcast were roasting <laughs> you for your hair. Yeah,
1: yeah like hashtag Bama Bangs. That was super funny. Uh, my mom didn't think that was funny, but it was funny because, well, we've had a lot of Alabama players drafted, but that's our first set up Bama Bangs. It's a solid joke, and uh, <laughs> it was really good. Guys, on the way out, let's do one thing that's maybe non. 2017 we, uh, we had a great time doing this and it's so fun to look back and see and and it's good to see that I, I think our front office the they, they, they overall did a, a really good job and that's good to see but they, they announced today 23 guys have been uh, invited to Nashville to be sort of in the green room so to speak uh, interesting list guys uh, let me just pose this to you anybody can google this online we won't go through all 23 names but if you had to pick Who's going to be the last man standing in the green room of these of these twenty three guys? We'll, we'll start with you, Landon.
0: I think the last guy to go will probably be Marquise Brown from Oklahoma, just because he's a really small, slight receiver that's all about speed, and he was a first round lock till he got hurt late in the season, and he had lens frank surgery, mm-hmm. and just pretty much everyone else on that list is almost a guaranteed first round talent, and like. Brown, will, Marquise Brown will probably go mid-second, so it's not that big of a deal. It's just when pretty much everyone else is going to be a first-round guy, yeah. you're obviously going to be noticed.
1: Do Do you think the two, um, two, speaking of two thousand seventeen draft, do you think John Ross hurts him? The idea that he's flamed out so so poorly and it was picked so high.
0: I mean, I think there's going to be some backlash. It's just it's very different. Brown was never going to be a top ten pick. Like, I think right. he would have run... I didn't think Ross like, was sub either. 4. three. But Yeah, but Ross literally broke the 40 record.
1: That's it, fair. It, it's, like, I just Holl- wonder.
0: Yeah, Hollywood probably would have run high 4.2s, 4. like 4.29 or 4.3. Wow, really?
1: Man, incredible. Yeah, I
0: think he's faster than Paris Campbell. He ran like 4.31. Yeah, fair. It's, That's fair. But there's a lot of time between four three and 4.22. 2. And Ross really produced his last year at Washington... He wasn't just a measurables guy either.
1: Big fella, who's your guy? Who, who who do you think is the
2: last guy standing? I think probably this Nick Bosa girl. I've never
1: heard of her. <laughs> so you're gonna but. be over there and like, hey, can I <laughs> can I throw Nick Bosa a beer? He's so sad. I can, <laughs> Nick, come on, let's go. You need you need a hug. <laughs> you're gonna be screaming at him the...
2: I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna give him the Brady Quinn treatment. But no, I, I in all seriousness. I think there are a few guys who actually might not go in the in round one. I think Josh Jacobs is a possibility that doesn't go in round one.
1: Yeah, I think there's and, a few teams that are going to help him out. Otherwise, I, yeah. I, I could see him going in the 30s as well. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: and I also um, – I'm kind of – I'm not sold on the tight ends from Iowa, both of them.
1: Well, um, one of them, yeah, no, yeah, one of no, them. Noah go. Fan, I think is gonna is a second round pick. Myself, I, I, I yeah. think that's a good call. So I, I just, you know, I, I don't
2: know exactly how I value them because I mean we've talked about many times like first round tight ends don't usually work. I mean,
1: there, there's not it's, a great track record of those guys. And yeah. people love Hawkinson. They talk about him at ten to Denver. I think they're all high, and uh, yeah. I think he's going to be a good NFL player, but he is not he's just not big enough and explosive enough to be compared to the guys he is he's good he's not great i think a lot of time this is what i do if i were an nfl general manager i would be telling everybody that i was going to pick daniel jones and hawkinson these guys i think were overrated i think some of these guys are manufactured and then you see them go sometimes not even in the first two rounds daniel jones for instance i don't think is going to be a first round pick i think that people are filling this narrative to try to trick somebody into taking him. I really do. You look at his tape, he's just a, st- he's just a bit slow, uh, kind of across the board. He could be a good game manager. Those guys, yeah, pe- pe- people reach for quarterbacks now more than ever because there's a rookie scale and, and all that.
2: But yeah, You get that fifth year, too. That, it's really important.
1: Yeah, but um, my, I just don't see Daniel Jones, so that's my guy who I think will be the last one standing. Although Jacobs and Fant. Uh, those guys uh, and, and even Brown because of injury. Those are good ones.
0: Yeah, the draft networks will want Jones to be the last guy so they can parlay that into more media attention. Oh,
1: I, they want any of these quarterbacks, and I'm looking forward to seeing the suits these guys wear and how good looking their girlfriends <laughs> are, and that's it's always a ton of fun. Did you guys it's see
0: good. that Lawan is gonna with one of the NFL Network people is gonna be recording or interviewing the people that get drafted?
2: No. Oh. On
0: That'll NFL be a Network? trip. Yeah, so like, so, but there's only 23 guys that are going to the draft. Um, I, think, I, heard,
1: I think he will make a fool of himself. I really do. He I probably remember he will. used to be on a, like a Tuesday night show, a radio show, at Logan's Roadhouse, and he was just an absolute idiot.
0: Yeah, he and Kay Adams, who hosts Good Morning Football, interview top draftees when they're selected.
1: Yeah, I don't think he'll do well. I mean, I hate to say that, but I, he just doesn't seem to get it.
2: Well, I kind of feel like he's probably he. <sighs> I don't really like it because I feel like he's probably swinging a big stick, being like, "Oh, I'm the top paid tackle, so I should have a voice." And I don't know.
0: Maybe yeah, he's not. only number two now.
2: He's
1: just full of himself. Who's number I one? If it, I don't know.
2: If Trent Brown. Money. He's just oh, kind of full of himself. True.
1: Yeah. Guys, this has been a good one. Uh, uh, 2017 drafts one of my great memories. I think we did it justice. Uh, uh, this evening and guys, tighten up, and we are getting close 15 days.
0: Not even 15 no. days, not even a full 15 days.
1: We're <laughs> practically there. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening.
0: All right, tighten up.